In the beginning of the way, of course, to a certain degree, every person, every mechanic, every parent has to be a policeman to make sure that everybody's going to listen. That's not chinuch. That's preparation. And that's what he's saying. People think that that's where it ends. He's saying that's only where chinuch begins. According to this, it's very possible. There could be a person that has a reputation of being a wonderful, excellent mechanic. Could be a, a school, an institution that has a reputation of being an amazing, ideal school. By forcing compliance, by having a tough hand. Everybody's complying, everybody's doing orderly. Ulamita Sheldavar says the Nasiva Shalom, but Emestik really, it's not even a place of Chinuch. And the people working there and the staff are just actually, all they're doing is they're, they're, they have the role of policemen. And you see them. Sometimes you see the Rebbe saying, okay, everybody line up, no, no, let her. and they line up, go outside, and then the Manal is there herding in the sheep, you know, and nobody's allowed to go out, and nobody's allowed to move, and they say, look, 800 kids can go from the classroom through the hallways into the lunchroom, and, and it's behave, and, and it's wonderful. Could be, but that's not chinuch. Right? You could do that with animals also. You could teach them how to stay in, and, and behave. So the animals could be trained. So the behavior, it's, it's necessary because you're never going to get to the other stuff without it. But that's not the end goal. That's just the beginning. There's also parents. Their behavior, and they're busy with the whole range of time that they're dealing with chinuch for 20, 30 years. Parents of machanach, their children. And they're only doing it rak betafkite shitur. The whole tafkid, their whole, how do you say, tafkid? Job that they have, that they think that they have, is to be a policeman. Get it to bed, don't go to bed, hang it in, eh, telling people, criticizing, and getting people to behave properly. They have no idea. They're oblivious to the idea of what they were supposed to do, like we said from the Nefesh Rach and Neshama, about instilling higher values into the child. They look at you, you don't even know what you're talking about. So what are you talking about? I have eight kids, I had to process them. They each got came home, and they ate. It's a lot of work. And they did their homework, right? And they had to deal with each one's mishigasin. They each had to get a bath, they each had to get a pajamas, and they each had to be in bed. When that is over, it's like, oh, wow, it's a lot of work. He says, yes, but they don't even realize that there was a whole part of instilling Jewish values into the child that they didn't even think of. They're unable to chlal. Ein lahem yad. Biftayach tzlilam adinim she'achanich chayav likloit bechelke nishmasei zulamala mizu uchetoitzami kach nishem mefageruchni. They're unable to open up the child. The child is being forced to do everything. Even if he does, he doesn't have that relationship. So those channels are not even opened up at all for the child to receive finer elements of spiritual growth and therefore the child remains spiritually stunted. Mephager ruchni. He's mentally retarded, but not mentally retarded, spiritually retarded. 
in issues of ruach, in nefesh, ruach, and neshama. Why? Because nobody trained the school or the parents that, yeah, of course he's got to do all of that stuff. But that's only to prepare him to be able so you can imbue in him lessons. Lessons in life. Rebchaim Kanievsky says he remembers that every Friday night, before the lights went off and they wouldn't learn by the candle, and it was by Benish Mashes, something like that, the stipler would take him and his brothers, go for walks, and he used to tell him, like a long time, walks of Sipurei Tzadikim. Sipurei Tzadikim, when you tell stories of Tzadikim, it allows the child to see that there's a hechakite, there's another way to live, there are things that are more valuable than just day-to-day survival. We have to read stories to them. So yeah, of course, all the other stuff still has to happen. And it's a lot of work to do. But if we don't do the other parts of educating and uplifting the nefesh, ruach, and neshama, then they're stunted, which we're seeing a lot of. The student, that we didn't open up these channels, he remains a balmum, a balmum ruchni, as spiritually he's a, he has a mum, and it's the, the parents, the mechanchim, the parents, the teacher's fault. Why did they do that? Why didn't they give the right chinuch? Either they weren't mechanachim. Maybe they also didn't get that chinuch. A big rule in chinuch. If the mechanach didn't get this in his upbringing, he only got the shoter tov. He only got the make your bed, do your thing, and go to school. And he only got that chinuch. Behave, open up, close, recess, crayons, chomish, toysis. And he didn't get the nefesh roch neshama, he can't give it over. Because, you can't give over something that you don't have. We have a lot of parents that never got hugs. And I tell them, your kid is dying, your kid needs hugs. And they can't do it. Can't give it over because they didn't get it. A lot of parents never got love from their parents because we're still trying to recover from the Holocaust. And they can't give it over properly to their children. So the answer for that is that you have to develop yourself to have these things, which can be done even as an adult, so that way you have what to give over to the child. Just like this is Negea for the Chinuch of Midas Taivas, that you, in order to have, in order to give over good Midas, you have to have good Midas. Ahava says, to love other people, care about other people. And not caring so much about yourself, not being self centered. Just like with all of these things, this Machanach can be Mamisha Godel Bataira in Yerushamayim. But he never uprooted his bad character from himself. Or when he was a kid, they didn't work on him in that, so he's a brain, he's a masmid, he can connect, he knows how to learn. Even if this guy comes, he gives a great shear on Midas Tavis, but he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He doesn't. So what happens is his ashpa is extremely insignificant. Think about like we had an hour time. We had people like Rav Pam. You know Rav Pam when he spoke about midos, when he spoke about giving up, you were able to accept it. You looked at him. You saw he lived it. So if you have somebody else who Nebuch wasn't trained in that or didn't accomplish that, he can give the same shear ineffective.
ineffective. Someone's about gaiva on his personal time, and this is spiritually, even if the kids don't know about it, he can't give it over. The kids don't buy it. You can't give over something to somebody that you yourself didn't master, that it's not emes. It's like someone who speaks about the importance of being clean, but he himself is a slob. Whatever he says, his words fall on deaf ears, closed ears. Because internally he himself doesn't believe what he's saying. Or another example. He personally on his level doesn't have proper Yerushamayim. And he's preaching Yerushamayim. No way. It's not going to happen and the kids are not going to buy it. You can't give over something if you don't have it yourself. This is really big because when a Rebbe is in a, in a classroom with 30 kids and he wants them to be good, so the first step he has to work on himself to have so much that it overflows and that they can be macabre from him. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And parents as well. Parents as well. You know, everybody knows the famous things, that their parents talking in shul and they tell their kids, no, 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 no. That's obvious hypocrisy. I'm talking about even stuff that your kid doesn't see that you want them to have that good midah, or that you're a shemayim, or that level, if you internally didn't work on yourself, and you don't have that, you can't give it over to them. They're hearing words, but their nefesh ruach neshama, which is sensitive to it, is not accepting it. You can't affect change in them. Maybe on the outer levels, on the outer layer, but not internally, the nefesh ruach neshama doesn't accept words from somebody who's not real. Ucha amor. Like we said, for each stage of the journey, this special for a four-year-old and an eight-year-old, it's different stages, that is fitting, unique educational strategy that's fitting for this specific child in this specific stage. And the task of a true educator is to ignite the godly spark that is in his soul. Every child has that. Until his internal flame can exist on its own. When you do that, and you light the kid up, you don't have to have the same arguments year after year after year. Come on already. Do this already. Behave this already. Why aren't you singing? Why aren't you that? You turn them on. That's the trick of Chinuch. The trick of Chinuch is to turn on the child to want what you want. So you're not schlepping it. Once a kid wants what you want, it's easy. You can give him a little this, a little advice, how to get there, because you're going in the same direction. You have to get the child to be on your bandwagon. You have to be on his. You have to mix it up together that you are lighting him up on the inside that he wants what you want. The kid's born at zero. He doesn't know what he wants. By the time he's five, on that level of a five-year-old, he should want the direction that you've been imbuing into him. Between five and ten, you have a chance to impress upon him What's important in life? We're not talking about trauma now. We're not talking about abuse. We're not talking about kids who get derailed. We're talking about regular chinuch. In, instilling in them the values that are important for the nefesh, ruach, and neshama.